My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 127 of The Kate Show. Today, I'm sharing 17 marketing myths that you guys should be avoiding at all costs. Now, chances are you're probably using at least one of these marketing myths, and I don't want you to feel bad about it. I want you to just listen and see why maybe you shouldn't be doing it, and then use an alternative method to market your business. All right, so here's the deal. While it seems like every other post on social media from a marketing consultant, marketing agency is sharing some sort of tip that you should follow, what we don't often see are warnings about how to not market our businesses. So if you run a business in the home industry, you've likely been targeted by just about every marketing ploy. You've done the door hangers, you've printed brochures, you've taught a class or two, you've even learned how to use social media beyond creating a simple post, all in the name of getting your name out there. But a few years into marketing your business has likely taught you that certain marketing ideas just don't work for everyone. And besides that, they can actually hurt your business and result in a huge waste of time or money. That's why today I'm sharing the 17 marketing myths that I've had to navigate as an entrepreneur in the home industry. So if you find that you're using a few of these tactics again, don't feel bad, just find an alternative. And I do share alternatives in this episode. So before we dive into those myths and the alternatives, I want to share with you review of the week from Maggie. Her username on the Apple podcast is actually really long. It's Maggie283101. So Maggie, if you're listening, thank you so much for that five-star review. Here's what she said. She says, Kate does a great job of packing in good info straight to the point in 30 minutes or less. Finding all the show notes on her website is super helpful when I comb back through and begin applying the marketing strategies to my business. Best of all, the advice is simple and clear, meaning I'm not adding 500 more things to my to-do list. Hashtag winning. Thank you so much, Maggie. I appreciate that. And guys, this is the kind of feedback I need. I love knowing that you guys want those episodes to be 30 minutes or less. I have no problem creating that. Honestly, it's easier for me too. So except for the occasional long interview, or those random times where I tend to get on a soapbox, I definitely keep it 30 minutes or less for your sake, for my sake, we're all happy. All right, let's dive right into this episode. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. Have you ever thought that marketing is just way too complicated or way too expensive? Well, you're not the only person who thinks that. And it's not your fault that you think that, by the way, because you've been told from so many sources for so many years that that is the reality, that marketing is complicated, expensive, and if you are struggling in business or if you're new in business, it's just not for you. You're going to have to bootstrap it. You're going to have to DIY it. And, you know, to a point that might be true. But the other part of that story is there are actually a lot of things that people pay for in marketing that isn't helping their bottom line. And it's really actually hurting it because it's allocating your marketing dollars in the wrong places. So I'm going to go through 17 myths that you need to stop believing and stop spending your time or money on. So I hope that by the end of this episode, you find ways that you can cut your marketing budget or 
reallocate those funds into something that will actually help your business. So the first one I'm going to start with is a big one. And just heads up, a lot of these myths are around social media. So if you're frustrated by social media, or if you have been putting so much effort into it and not seeing a big return, listen up. This is going to greatly reduce your stress and your spend around social. All right, myth number one is that you need at least a few thousand social media followers in order to look legitimate and get new clients. When Facebook and Instagram first became hotspots for designers, stagers, organizers to showcase their work, getting likes was pretty darn easy. But then the algorithm changed and made it really difficult to get the same level of traction just by sharing some photos. After too many years of being told that followers matter, that they are like the end-all be-all, that no one will take you seriously if you have only a few hundred fans, some business owners were ready to do the unthinkable. They were ready to buy followers. And Instagram did eventually realize that this unhealthy obsession with social popularity was actually hurting their users. And they began the slow process of turning their ship around. But guys, it is a big ship and change is slow. They started by changing the algorithm to focus on truly good content, like your family photo or your selfie, even though I don't like selfies. I think they are kind of annoying. I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way. I know because you tell me. But unfortunately, Instagram does prioritize that. Now, you can do that more professionally by using a professional headshot or a lifestyle photo shoot instead of a selfie. But just keep in mind, Instagram has changed how it works and it does prioritize the human face. Now, Instagram also has started hiding likes and follower counts in certain countries. Now, we here in the U.S. can expect to watch those vanity metrics disappear in the near future, but for the most part, still see those numbers, unfortunately. However, this is a good thing because it's going to take down a lot of scammy companies who make money off providing fake followers and fake likes. Thank goodness. I mean, how many DMs have you gotten from some weird, obscure Instagram account saying, hey, pay this much and you'll get 200 likes on your next post or, you know, pay this much and we'll feature you on our feed. And it's like, come on now, that's just not legitimate. It's not a good way to actually get the right people in your sales funnel because then all you're focusing on is the number, the number next to your name. And that does nothing for you. Now, if you are a little bit worried because you're like, wait a minute, I like the fact that I have a certain number of followers. I'm proud of it. I worked hard to get it. And I really feel that it makes me professional and it makes my business look more successful. Guys, you've got to just stop for a second because the number of likes that you have for your business or the number of likes on each post is not an indicator of your success. In fact, that is the biggest marketing lie in existence right now. The number of followers you have just doesn't matter. And if that's the metric you're aiming to grow, you're aiming at the wrong target. The purpose of social media is to meet, say, 100 new leads, not 10,000 new fans who will never hire you. Plus, your social media should be constantly pointing those leads to your website where they can book a call or opt in for your freebie. Because yes, that leads into my famous sales funnel talk all over again. Don't worry, I'm not going to repeat it right now. Instead, let's move on to myth number two, which is you need to run ads on Google, Facebook, and Instagram to get new leads. Now, Facebook and Instagram will limit who sees your business posts. And just as you're becoming frustrated about that, they're going to offer you a boosted post credit. And you're going to take that credit and you're going to run a post that's boosted. And then you're going to end up spending your own money because you're going to get addicted to the increased exposure that paid ads and boosted posts tend to bring. The more you pay, the more attention your post seems to get. 
but there's a catch. You don't have a bottomless pit of money designed to feed the Facebook or Google machine. Plus, you haven't gotten a noticeable number of new leads or even real clients from those boosted ads or posts, and the extra likes and comments are nice, but they don't translate. This is reality. And if this is your story, or if you've been thinking about running a digital ad, remember, you have to have a sales funnel to support any and all paid advertising. Ads are the same as saying hello to a random stranger on the street. It gets their attention, but not much happens at hello. That does just give you a place to begin a much greater endeavor, however. Cultivating relationships. Unless you then initiate conversation and focus on follow-up, your ad will be a complete waste. Your sales funnel and your ad should align in every way, remaining specific to your particular ideal client from start to finish. All right, that's a huge one. Because I see a lot of people randomly boosting posts out there that have no call to action. They don't say anything about the brand. They don't say anything about the ideal client. It's just more like, hey, notice me, notice me, like jumping up and down. But there's no strategy behind that, guys. And we have got to get away from the attraction of boosting posts just for the heck of it. All right, myth number three. You should join Instagram follower pods or groups to help yourself and your colleagues grow your followings. Oh, man. Follower pods and groups have decreased in popularity, which I'm really thankful for. But unfortunately, even I get asked to join them sometimes. And if you're not sure what the heck I'm talking about, uh, it's basically when you get invited to join a group of your peers and then you start liking and commenting on each other's content. But that is not a good strategy. Outwardly, it'll look like you're all getting tons more likes and comments, but it will only serve to actually skew your analytics. You'll have a high engagement rate, sure, but you'll have very low conversions, new leads into clients, because obviously your peers are not going to hire you. And it will only ensure that your content shows up organically in the feeds of those same peers. It just doesn't work, guys. If you want to promote your peers, focus instead on tagging them when appropriate in your own content. Now, don't tag them in the image because no one will actually see their name or their handle. Tag them in the caption itself and tag only one peer or friend at a time. You could also just share one of their posts to your stories. Bear in mind that you should only be cross-promoting with a colleague if they are not in competition with you, obviously, and if they serve the same ideal client. You guys have to serve the same ideal client or your promotional efforts will be futile, okay? So instead of using the pods, just share each other's stuff. Build each other up. Promote each other that way. Because if you're serving the same type of client and then you can get in front of their audience, you're doubling your audience, basically. It depends on how many active followers they have. Now, notice I'm not saying total follower count. I'm saying how many active, engaged people are there. Because we are still looking for quality versus quantity. All right? So keep that in mind. Myth number four is that you should get clients directly from social media or you're just not doing it right. <laughs> this myth piggybacks off the illusion that your social media fans will somehow magically directly become your clients. And while that can happen, it's rare. Instead, you need to think of social media as a cocktail party. It doesn't matter how many people engage in small talk with you, but it does matter how many real, meaningful conversations you have. The best way to create meaningful interactions with your social following is to actually get them off social media and onto your website. From there, you'll be able to delight them with photos of your work, offer them a freebie that will land them in your mailing list, and once they're in the mailing list, those new leads should be receiving a succinct, styled email from you every two to four weeks. And at that point, they're really going to start to feel like they know you, and they'll better understand how you are perfectly suited to help them with their problems. 
This is the perfect storm, and it makes hiring you a no-brainer. And of course, that is Sales Funnel. So I guess I did get on my Sales Funnel rant again, guys. Ugh. But that's because it's so important. If you don't have this, you don't have any marketing strategy whatsoever. And if you're frustrated about your business not growing, I mean, this could be why. So we've got to talk about it. Myth number five, you need to do giveaways on social media to grow your following. Okay, this might be TMI, but I might like throw up a little bit in my mouth every time someone tells me they have to do a giveaway to grow their following on social. When you give something away on social media, what you're actually doing is attracting people who like free things. People who like free stuff are not likely going to hire you because they wouldn't even fathom paying your hourly rate for like one hour. End of story. Doing a giveaway of your products or your services is a fast way to devalue your brand. So please think twice before doing it. All right, myth number six. You shouldn't post photos of yourself on your business account because that would make you seem vain. Well, I guess that means I am super vain because I've got tons of photos on my accounts. But here's the thing. I do that because I cannot be in person with each of you. I can't walk into your design studio or into your workroom and shake your hand and say, let's grab coffee. Let's talk about your marketing. So instead, I have to go back and put myself in front of you in the only way I can. And that is what you have to do with your clients as well. So let's go back to our cocktail party scenario. Let's imagine that you arrived at a cocktail party wearing a mask. No, not like the mask that covers your nose and mouth that a lot of people are wearing right now. I'm talking about a mask that like covers your entire face, okay? Just enough for you to see through. And you're carrying a poster board filled with a pretty collage of your portfolio, and you've got a few client testimonials on it, and you keep showing this to people, okay? I mean, how awkward, right? How do you think the other guest would respond to you? Are photos and reviews of your work enough to make the high-end client want to hire you? Not quite. When you avoid showing your face on social media, you're hindering trust. When you post nothing but photos of your work or of other people's work, you're missing a chance to become memorable. When you use social media as a place to announce your latest sale or your free consults, you're appealing to the bargain hunters who don't care about knowing you anyway. What does this mean for your social schedule? Well, simply this. Share photos of your work and balance them with photos of you of your family, your team, or behind the scenes shots of your projects. You are the key difference between your business and your competitor's business. Leverage this part of your brand because it cannot be duplicated. Let your followers get to know you. After all, it's called social media for a reason, right? Myth number seven. Man, we are just chugging right along, but I have like so many more to go, guys. So if you're taking notes, you better go sharpen that pencil again because you're going to need it. Myth number seven. You need to have a presence on Twitter and TikTok and several other social platforms. Ugh. Everyone in the home industry honestly could go delete their Twitter accounts tomorrow and be no worse off for it. Now, the only caveat to this is if your ideal client solely and heavily uses Twitter to consume content and make buying decisions. But in my six years of running a marketing agency in the home industry, I have never met a home pro who served that type of client. And that's why I can confidently encourage you to go delete your Twitter account, because my guess is you're not really using it anyway. An easy way to determine whether you should be using a certain social platform, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or something else, is to simply assess your ideal client. If they are not heavily using a certain social platform to make big decisions, key right there, big decisions, you should not waste your time using that platform as a business. So in short, this means if your ideal client really is not into Instagram, you don't have to be there. 
whoa, revolutionary, right? Because we're told that designers, stagers, organizers, fabricators, yes, you have to be on Instagram. And while that is the case for a lot of people, it is not like a hard and fast rule. You have to think logically and strategically about this. All right, myth number eight. You need to pay for monthly ongoing SEO or search engine optimization. And I swear I'll be ranting about this until the day that I die. Search engine optimization is important, yes. And it's not something you should pay monthly for unless the SEO project is truly so large that it does require a few months of work. In that situation, your SEO consultant should be explaining every step of the process to you, ensuring that you understand what you're paying for and that you're going to see this work reflected in your analytics. So work with a good SEO consultant, work with someone who's going to be communicating with you on a clear and regular basis. Myth number nine kind of piggybacks off this, which is you need to be repeating your keywords throughout your website again and again for good SEO. But okay, this is a myth for a very good reason. Keyword packing or repeating certain words like your services and your location throughout pretty much every paragraph of your website is a huge no-no. Google will see that as a sneaky attempt to rank higher in search results without following the proper measures, and they might actually lower your ranking because of it. So if you've got someone who's trying to tell you that you need to start packing in words, you better go work with a good SEO consultant who can really help you get the results that you need. Myth number 10, you don't need email marketing in the modern age. Guys know how I feel about this. Due to all the aforementioned changes surrounding putting your marketing efforts into social media and how that's not a end-all be-all, it's not exactly a good idea, email marketing is a blessing in disguise. It's 40 times more effective than Facebook at converting leads, and it's truly the unsung hero of successful and growing businesses. However, the frequency with which you use this tool can make or break your success with it. And that leads to myth number 11. And myth number 11 is that you shouldn't send email newsletters more than once per quarter. Oh man, quarterly newsletters have become so outdated because they're just not able to keep your business top of mind enough. Instead, email newsletters should be done every two to four weeks. And in the experience of marketing my own agency and many clients around the world, once every four weeks is the sweet spot, okay? I've had some people start doing it twice a month, so like every other week, and they get more unsubscribes that way because people feel a little overwhelmed. If they scale back to every four weeks, then everyone's happier. It also means less work for you and potentially bigger results. So like, why wouldn't you, right? All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with myth numbers 12 through 17. Stay tuned. Does marketing your interior design, home staging, or workroom business give you anxiety? Guys, I get it. I used to hate marketing. That is, until I found a way to make it easy and simple. Now I share my secrets with all my members over at socialitevault.com. As a member, you get access to social media posts, captions, hashtag sets, email newsletters, client welcome packets, branded magazines, and more, ensuring that you'll have a complete sales funnel for attracting new clients even when you're asleep or just too busy to even think about your marketing. Turn those hours you spend worrying about your marketing into hours spent working on new client projects. Your business deserves high quality marketing and you deserve to get your time back. There is no contract required for this service, so head over to socialitevault.com to get started. Myth number 12 is you should gather email addresses from 
Google by Googling your potential client from directories or from trade shows in order to grow your mailing list. Oh, guys, in short, don't ever buy a mailing list. Never, ever. Not only does it increase the likelihood of your emails being marked as spam by these unwitting and unwilling recipients, but it also doesn't yield a good return for obvious reasons. You'll find that there is a bigger payback on emails sent to your past leads and clients and to those who sign up for your freebies versus an email that is sent to a list of thousands of people whom you do not actually know. Sending emails to a purchase list and being marketed to those people too frequently can put you in violation of actual federal law, at least here in the U.S., specifically the CAN-SPAM Act of 2003, which can result in significant fines and other repercussions. Keep in mind that next time you get a call or an email from someone who wants to sell you a list of contacts, it's just not worth the risk. All right, guys, moving on to myth number 13. You do not need a lead magnet to grow your mailing list, just an email sign-up form on your website. One word, my friends, bait. Your lead magnet is a freebie of some kind, a freebie that your ideal client can't resist. Maybe it's a guide to DIYing their kitchen remodel, if you're a virtual designer, for example. Or perhaps it's a guide on how your luxury staging company works with agents and yields significant returns. Whatever you offer, make sure it aligns with your ideal client. Merely placing an email sign-up form on your website without an enticing freebie is like trying to fish without bait. Sure, the hook is there, but you haven't given the fish a good reason to bite. All right, so that's pretty self-explanatory. Myth <laughs> number 14, you should add more service offerings if you can't get enough clients under your current services. This is often cloaked as diversifying your income or adding more services in seasons of slowness. But what that can actually do is make the weight of marketing your business even heavier. Does each service you offer have the same ideal client? Well, from what I've seen, it's unlikely, which means you now need separate sales funnels for each type of client. Does each service have the ability to correlate or upsell the next service? I hope so, because that's crucial for creating repeat clients. Do you offer so many varied services that you look like a jack-of-all-trades instead of a specialist? who can command higher rates? Well, only you can answer that one. Honestly, I recommend offering three core services, one of them being your flagship service, and this service is the thing that you want to become known for. Positioning yourself as a specialist, offering that flagship service is something that is really hard for other people to duplicate, meaning you're going to naturally and organically eliminate any competition you might be worried about, because it is It'll be a key aspect of your branding, and that is the beauty of becoming known. You are going to make it impossible for people to emulate you, and if they try to, it will be seen for what it is, which is pure counterfeit. So I don't want you to operate or market your businesses from the standpoint of, oh, how can I one-up my competition? But you do have to look at that and think strategically and be like, all right, there are a lot of people who do, I do what I do. How can I do it differently in a way that is true to me? and true to my ideal clients. You have to think about that. All right, myth number 15 is that you need a quote-unquote young person employed to manage the digital marketing side of your business. Now, here's the deal, and I'm saying this as a millennial myself. Millennials are naturally great at using social media because, like, we know how to use the apps, but not all of us are just naturally gifted with marketing knowledge. In fact, I would say none of us are naturally gifted with marketing knowledge. It is a learned skill. And this is a colossal reason 
why your selection of a social media or marketing manager should be requiring more than just a certain age range and smartphone experience. Your intern, for example, is not a great choice for social media management. Your junior designer is not automatically the ideal person to lead your website design, unless either of these people have actual skills, knowledge, and experience. They might be excellent choices to help with your marketing, but their age is not what makes them good at that, okay? So get that out of your head right now. Myth number 16, you can't afford real marketing until you've been in business for a few years. Now I fell for this lie. I used to think that once I hit a certain revenue bracket, I and my business would be quote unquote worthy of good marketing and perhaps even a rebrand. I wish I'd understood from day one that good marketing and branding can create successful businesses rather than the reverse. So if you want to be successful, you have to market your business as though you would when it's successful. Does that make sense? I hope so. Myth number 17. You shouldn't narrow down your ideal client because you might scare away people who don't think they're a good fit for you. But guys, this is exactly why you should niche down and focus on your ideal client. When you are spending time attracting leads who will never hire you, you're wasting a lot of time. These people will say you're too expensive or, or they'll make you feel terrible about yourself or your business or your prices. If you're trying to compete as a business owner based on the fact that you're willing to serve anyone, or if you tout the phrase, no project is too big or too small in your marketing, you've got a problem that is crippling your business. Some of the most successful design firms we work with here at Socialite aren't successful because they offer a bazillion services at various price points. They're successful because they're clear about what they will and will not offer, and they've set their prices accordingly, deterring any bargain hunters or DIYers and attracting leads who have a disposable income who will trust and value what they do. You don't have to wait for a certain number of clients or a certain dollar amount in your bank account before you declare to the world that you will not touch a project for less than, let's say, 10000 And honestly, that would be pretty darn low. As long as you are marketing in such a way that ensures your perceived value aligns with the dollar amount you're charging, and most importantly, as long as you are providing a level of service or an end product that matches or exceeds that dollar amount, my friends, you can charge whatever the heck you want as much as you want. There are people who will pay you without batting an eye because you are able to prove yourself to them before ever meeting them. If you're going to play with the big girls and the big boys, you better be ready to level up and stand out. And I know that you guys can do it. All right, so those are my 17 big marketing myths that I want you guys to stop believing, stop acting on, and stop investing your time and money in, in your business. If you are ready for more resources, if you're ready for help, if you need more guidance, I want you to head over to katethesocialite.com and see what we have to offer. We don't offer too many services because I do take my own advice. We offer exactly what you need to grow and scale and leverage your marketing in your business. All right, guys, until next time, keep your marketing simple and keep your message clear. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.